Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Lean Solutions Podcast. Uh, In this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Ken Koistra. He is a professional EOS implementer. And in this episode, you'll have the opportunity to learn about EOS as well as the five leadership abilities. Uh, Over the next 12 months, we will be working with Ken as a coach for the PA consulting team to deploy EOS into our organization. Those of you that are listening that are coaches, as I am also a coach, know how important it is to have a coach. So uh, Ken will be our coach, our EOS coach, over the next 12 months as we deploy EOS. And we will keep you updated on our journey with EOS and uh, post as many updates as we can so that you can follow along and learn uh, along with us. So with that said, I want to turn you over to the podcast. But uh, before I do, a quick apology. We did lose audio about halfway through. However, uh, we we did have a secondary audio source recording. So uh, the audio isn't as good in the second half of this podcast. But I think you'll get the idea. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Uh, hey everybody, this is Patrick Adams and I am here with Ken Koistra. Uh, he is uh, actually our first interviewee in our new office, our new uh, video uh, podcast area. So I'm excited for this opportunity to interview him. And uh, Ken has actually uh, been working with us for a little while now. Um, and he is uh, a, a business owner. You started actually multiple companies uh, and is now an EOS consultant and coach. Uh, and has been doing this for a little while now. But uh, for those that are listening or watching, can you tell us, Ken, what what exactly is EOS? So EOS is really the entrepreneurial operating system, and it was created by Gino Wickman. He's a lifetime entrepreneur, and when he ran into issues in his businesses, he just continued to work on it and ended up really uh, writing the book Traction. Okay. Everything that I work on and teach is from that book and from the EOS uh, Entrepreneur Operating System. Yeah, and I actually I read Traction uh, last year, I think. Uh, what what was when did you first get introduced to EOS or how? What, tell us the story about yeah, that. So I actually was meeting with a friend of mine over lunch, and he explained to me how he was running his business on EOS, and I had at that time never heard of it. Um, and I always wondered because he always did a, such a really masterful job of running his company, and uh, always seemed to have extra time as well. So um, I just uh, found out about it. He gave me a book traction that day, and when I read it, it really set me back in my seat. I wondered, where was this book 20 years ago? Sure. So uh, when I read the book, I just thought, I was so excited about it. I just wanted to be part of that uh, system. And now I'm really doing what I love most, and that is working on companies with business owners. It really is what I, I think I'm cut out best to do. And it's really a lot of fun. That's that's uh, that's a good story, uh, to, just to hear about the, the beginning of how you were actually introduced to EOS. So I learned about EOS uh, through actually a client of ours, and uh, I'm excited because Ken is actually going to be our coach at uh, PA Consulting to implement EOS with, within our organization. Uh, so we'll try to maybe do some... Uh, some videos, you know, along the way, and and let let our uh, all of our our network kind of know the, the the story and how the, the background and how we're actually implementing it, and maybe uh, some learnings along the way. Uh, so we're excited about that. But for those that are listening or watching uh, that maybe are hearing about EOS for the first time and they're thinking to themselves, 
you know, how does this affect me? Or, you know, what, what could this do for my business? Or why would I even think about EOS for my business? What, sure. what would you tell someone like that? So most companies that are interested in EOS are companies that are really going through things like being stuck. They're, they're overwhelmed, frustrated. The business is running them. And normally they scratch their head and they wonder, how are we ever going to get through this, this ceiling that we've hit? And uh, basically that's what happens. And what we do is we work through um, a set of leadership abilities. There's five leadership abilities. That's the first thing we do uh, when we work with our clients. And um, really, it's kind of a good thing that they hit these ceilings because most companies do hit the ceiling and we just train them how to work themselves through that ceiling. And once again, they'll, they'll work through a ceiling and then they'll hit another ceiling, but that's sure. the, uh, the growth of a company. Right. That's, I mean, that's a normal thing for companies that are growing and, uh, and, you know, developing their people and, and just, um, especially in today's world, I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's gotta be places for, for every business owner that's listening to this, uh, or even an executive leader that, um, you know, w within a business that sees that kind of like, okay, we've hit this this point where it's like we've done everything we feel like we can, but we know we need to go further. Our competitors are still improving, you know. Uh, so what do we do? And so a good a good approach would be for them to maybe look into EOS as an option to help them uh, just get past that ceiling and continue to grow and, and develop their company. Yeah. So when we teach the five leadership abilities, those are your ability to simplify, your ability to delegate, elevate. Uh, your ability to predict, and then your ability to systemize, and then your ability to structure your business. Okay. Five leadership abilities that we teach, and that's the first thing you learn uh, on the EOS journey. Gotcha. Okay, so let's let's actually dive into those because I think this would be a, a good opportunity for those listening to be able to learn uh, maybe just a, from a high-level standpoint, you know, those those five uh, leadership abilities and how they could maybe implement them into the into their business even starting today. Uh, so number one, you said, was your ability to simplify. So can you tell us what that means exactly? Sure. So as your entity grows, so does the amount of information and details. And it gets more complex as you grow and more chaotic as well. So you really just have to dumb it down. You really just need to simplify it. And just simplify the messages, the processes, the structure, and the communication. Mm -hmm. And just really ask yourself, is it as simple as I possibly could make it? Mm -hmm. um, I always, I, I love to use the, the term, keep it simple. And, you know, in, in a lot of businesses that I go into, I, I, I do see that where it's like, it seems like uh, business leaders just feel like they have to create this, level of complexity that isn't needed, or maybe they're not doing it intentionally, but over time in building a business with all the different, you know, when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with all the, the, the different uh, aspects of business, you know, complexity just grows and builds and things just seem to get a lot more complex than they have to be. And, and that's where, you know, for me, it's like, we got to bring it back to the basics here. We just got to, you know, keep it simple, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. And that's something you're going to hear a lot if you're implementing EOS is just keep it simple. Right. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so the second one is uh, your ability to delegate and elevate. So from a leadership standpoint, how would someone, you know, take this one and, and run with it? Uh, so what we call it delegate and elevate for your true skill set. And then uh, the true growth is just a really a series of delegating and elevating. So if you only have 100% of your time and it takes you 120% of your time uh, to get your job done well, well, you'll have to delegate that 20%. So you really need good people uh, to delegate to, and we call those right people in the right seats. They have to get it, they have to want it, and they have to have the capacity. 
capacity to do it. We call that GWC. And um, if they don't get it, they don't uh, want it, well, then you don't have anybody to delegate to. So we really work with the leadership team to make sure that they have the right people in the right seats. That makes sense. And that actually came from Jim Collins, right? Exactly right. That's exactly where it came from. Uh, so what would you say to, to someone that maybe uh, knows that they don't have the right people uh, in the right seats? So a right person is a person who shares your core values. They really fit your, your culture like a glove. Right. That person is the person we want, we love, we just want to have those around us. But yeah. we also have to have people that are in the right seats, people mm -hmm. that can just do their job the right and best way every time. So you really need both, right people, right seats. So if I, let's, let's just imagine that I have the right people in the right seats. Uh, how do I determine, um, you know, when I need to delegate something versus, uh, you know, just taking it on myself? So typically it's, once again, when your plate is full mm -hmm. and you have people that have the skills and ability to do some of what you're doing now in order to grow your business, you're going to need to move those things off your plate onto their plate Sure. and basically put the monkey on their shoulders. They need to be able to help you grow your company. In order to do that, you'll just need to additional people that can do their job well. Yeah, and not only do their job well, but that you can trust or that they've been trained. And I, I think that's something that too that, you know, those of us who are business leaders uh, need to think about, you know, if we don't have someone uh, that that we can delegate certain tasks to or we maybe have a certain area that we see a gap in where maybe we're the only ones that can do that particular task, we may want to think about, you know, getting someone trained up and to a level where you can trust them to be able to delegate, you know, because there is, there's always a time where, uh, as leaders, we get overwhelmed and it's like, if I can, you know, if I have someone that can take this task as someone that can take this task, but if I know right now, if I'm taking inventory, you know, I'm just thinking personally right now, I think there are a couple of things that, uh, that my team probably isn't trained to do. Uh, so I need to think about, you know, making sure that I hand some of those off or make sure that they're trained up to handle some of those tasks as well. Sure. So if you have 10 or 20 seats in your company and you have somebody who isn't really the right person for the right job, then you may want to move that person to a different area. Sure. Um, however, if you can't find a space, we can't just keep people around because we love them. Um, we are a for-profit company. We need to move those people off and even make a change. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So before before we would, would uh, separate with someone or, or maybe move them uh, out, out from our company or our department, uh, what would you suggest would be you know, are, are there certain things that we should be doing to, you know, train them up or, or look for uh, opportunities? You know, if, if they are the right person or we just don't have the right seat, you know, what, what do we do with someone like that? So while we're using EOS to train up our people and to really get our, our company moving forward in the right direction, with our people, we use a tool called the People Analyzer. And with that People Analyzer, it helps us know, you know as a company owner, but also the people themselves, they see how they're doing, if they're doing well, if they're hitting their mark, if they're not, are they actually somebody that should be working in this particular job or not? Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then we, we help them move to a different place in the, in the company. And sometimes they just need to learn some things. If that person GWCs their job, they get it and they want it, want it means they just jump out of bed every morning just with energy. They really are raring to get after work. And the capacity means, do they understand how to do the work? If they don't, can you train them to, to, to get more capacity? Sure you can. If they 
Okay, so they definitely need to have all three, G, W, and C. Okay, perfect. Uh, so the next one, number three, is the ability to predict. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What does sure. it mean to, to predict? So you really have to be good at both long-term planning and short-term predicting. So long-term predicting is just your ability to plan 90 days. We really set that 90-day world for the uh, organization. And then short-term predicting is just really able to solve your issues on a weekly basis. And we train you how to run great meetings, how to um, get rid of your issues. Really, We have something we call IDS. And it's uh, really identify, uh, discuss, and solve your issues. Really just knock your issues down one at a time. Make them go away for the greater good of your organization. Yeah, and that's really your what, what I would call your, your structured problem solving, where you're really driving the root cause. You're getting rid of those issues so you never have to look at them again. Exactly right. Perfect. So, um, and that's that would be the, the third one, which was your ability to predict. Uh, so the fourth of the five leadership abilities is the ability to sy systemize the the, uh, the organization or the leadership. Uh, so what does that mean, systemize? Systemize just means to document, simplify, and get everyone following the six to ten core processes that make up your company and um, your way of doing business, so to speak, and really document the 20% that gets you really 80% of the way. We have a rule called the 2080 rule. And really, we just document 20% of the process to get you 80% of the way there. So we just simplify all your processes, taking out all the redundant steps and the unnecessary steps, and um, just really um, get that system followed by everyone in the company. So when sure. everyone in the company knows how to do it, every process, anyone who touches the process knows how to do it the right and best way every time. Very nice. So is there an example of maybe a, a process or a, you know something within a, a company maybe that you've worked with or maybe even your own company where you have had to uh, systemize that particular sure. process? So every company has a handful of core processes from uh, accounting, you may have um, HR, you might have your sales process, your marketing process, uh, your customer service process, any processes within your company, if you just document that to its, uh, really to get it down, simplify it. We have a tool that we use called the three-step process documenter. Okay. And when we teach that tool, it teaches you how to take these monstrous uh, processes that you've documented before and just bring them down to the 20% so that anyone who ever touches that process can read through a simple documentation this is how I do it to get it done the best and the right way every time. Right. And that really cre helps create the stability, you know, in, in, um, in the manufacturing world where we're developing standard work. Uh, and this would be something that maybe would be on the administrative side, uh, but would be very similar exactly. in that way. And really right. helping to stabilize that, that particular process and yeah. operation. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so the fifth one that you have uh, that you guys teach is the ability to structure, the ability to structure. So this is the last of the five leadership abilities. Um, can you walk us through what it means to structure your, your sure. leadership or your organization? So when we talk about structure, we take a big step back in the organization, and we really um, always say is that you cannot be in a system and understand the system that you're in. Okay. So you really have to stand back from you got to take that 30,000-foot level uh, viewpoint, and then once you've taken that step back, you've got to decide what's the right and best structure for this organization. And really bring it to the next level. You got to forget about the people, the personalities, and the egos, 
and we use something called the accountability chart, and we use that to determine the right structure for your organization, and as a result, you'll identify the available seats and determine who's accountable for what in your organization. Okay. And that process really helps you get the right people in the right seats. Sure. Now, um, in my experience uh, with some companies that, that I can think of, uh, just off the top of my head, uh, I see if we were to do something like that, I would see maybe two or three people in one accountability bucket. Is that something that you see often? And what what would you say for those that say, well, we have, you know, we have a team of people that are accountable for this area. So the rule of thumb is this, if more than one person is accountable, no one's accountable. So the reality and the truth is, is that there's only one person in each seat. So if you want to call it a square on your accountability chart, there's only one person in one box. However, you can have more uh, more boxes for each person, so somebody can sure. be in more than one um, accountability box, but it's one person per box. Uh, and so while there might be maybe one person that's accountable or answering uh, to that, you know, do they are they the ones that are responsible to do all of the work themselves? So if a person has uh, direct reports, those people then obviously report to them, but ultimately that person whose name is in the account- on the accountability chart is in that particular box responsible and accountable for that. They are ultimately accountable. Okay. And so that really ties us back to the ability to delegate and elevate them, right? The, the number two uh, leadership ability. Right. And that's why we need the GWC. We need to make sure that those people get it and uh, they want it and they have the capacity to do their jobs well. And that would, that's makes a person that I can then delegate something to. If I don't have that person, it's quite obvious I'll be doing the work instead of them. Right, exactly. And I think that's what probably a lot of leaders uh, out there, leaders that are listening to this or watching this, uh, probably feel like uh, maybe a little bit overwhelmed or they're, they got a lot on their plates, uh, maybe because they aren't uh, or they don't have that, uh, that delegate and elevate ability maybe uh, down pat, right? right. They need to do a little lot. bit of work in that area. It has everything to do with trust. Once you see you have an employee or a direct report who does uh, GWC the position, you'll be able to trust him. Once you trust him, you'll be able to delegate that that job to them, and they'll be able to do it well. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, what would you say to, I just think about this, uh, in, in uh, my own personal experience, I, I had a, a company where there was an individual that was uh, a little bit hesitant to elevate, uh, to delegate and elevate because they felt like uh, maybe that person might end up taking over their job or, you know, they might, leadership might see them at a, at a you know, higher level. So they were a little scared about handing over responsibilities to someone. What would you say to someone like that that maybe is feeling that way? Sure. And that's very, very common where people don't want to let go. They, they want to keep everything on their scene on their own plate and that has everything to do with trust. But it's also a fear for some employees that they're, they fear, well, if I'm not gonna be able to do that, then what will I be able to do? And once you understand that you delegate and elevate, when we say elevate, uh, you might wonder, well, who's being elevated? Well, actually, both people are being elevated. Mm-hmm. So the person you delegate to is being elevated to that new position and you are also being elevated. So, uh, so this has been uh, a really great uh, opportunity for me to learn, you know, these five leadership abilities and, you know, again, get get more of a kind of a high-level view of uh, EOS and, um, you know, just to kind of close, 
I guess for those that are listening or watching, uh, what would you say to them if, if they're thinking, you know, hey, I want to learn a little bit more about EOS or, or I want to know if EOS is something that I should consider for my organization, uh, what would you say to someone? So the best way to start is just read the traction book and you'll get a really good feeling about EOS and what it's all about. Okay. Um, and as you can see in front of you here, it's about vision, people, data, issues, process, and the traction components, the yeah. six key components that make up the EOS model. And if you read the traction book and you're intrigued by that, um, you can reach out to any EOS implementer more than willing to help you. Yeah, and we actually sat down with UCAN uh, a couple of days ago, our leadership team did, uh, and did a 90-minute overview of EOS just to, to hear uh, just from you and, and your experiences and your perspective. We actually walked through each of the, the different areas of EOS, and that was really helpful for me to be able to see uh, not only the, the, um, the overall uh, benefits that EOS can have to an organization, but also it was helpful for me to be able to see some of the uh, the connections, you know, between some of the lean stuff that we do uh, and EOS. So just from a, uh, you know, a strategic planning standpoint, you know, I just love the way that EOS has structured, uh, you know, long-term uh, goal, goal planning, uh, the ability to connect uh, not only, so from a long-term goal to a, you know, maybe a one-year and then all the way down to 90 days and you're, you know, getting into the more of the tactical stuff. So there's a really great connection to some of the stuff that we do, uh, but I just love the, the structure. So EOS, like you said, is all about the structure, structuring from uh, a weekly meeting, an L10 meeting, to the 90-day world that we create by setting 90-day rocks. And then you have your one-year plan and your three-year plans and your 10-year targets that you work with. So the ability to uh, set a beautiful plan for your company is just amazing. Yeah, it's all it's all aligned, which is great. So you know, someone that is uh, you know maybe a, a frontline worker or someone that's um, you know uh, doing doing their work, uh, you know their value add work. They know how that work is actually connected all the way up to the long term plan or the vision for the company. And I, I just love the way that you uh, the structure that you guys have put around that to really align that. So, uh, so I just want to say thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the opportunity to learn a little bit about EOS. Um, for you personally, um, you're in the West Michigan area, but uh, I think you're you're open to work, you know, anywhere, right? Yeah, I, I've been traveling actually to s several different states, uh, working with clients. So um, I'm I'm open to doing that, but most mostly I have been working with clients here in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Okay. Yeah, really happy and my pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Ken, how would someone find you though? What, what should they look at? Should they look for you on LinkedIn? Do you have a yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn or they can um, just contact um, me through my website, georgetowninnovations.com. Okay, and uh, yeah, that's uh, or they can even go through EOS worldwide. There's many, many ways that they can connect with us. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.